For the first time in 14 months, I'm sick. <clears throat> I'm not going to die or anything, and it's not the corona. It's just a run-of-the-mill cold that my kid brought home from school. If that doesn't indicate things are returning to some sort of normalcy, I don't know what does. I also didn't want to record an entire podcast episode sounding like I just smoked a carton of cigarettes, not something you want to listen to. So I went into the archives and I looked at the most popular episode of 2019. It's just old enough to not be a repeat for those of you who've been listeners since then, yet still, I hope, incredibly valuable. Of course, as you listen, some things have definitely changed. For instance, my small child is now an eight-year-old, not a six-year-old. And none of us have been to an in-person conference in more than a year. But the rest, still 100% applicable on how to choose professional development for yourself. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you next week. Most large organizations have professional development budgets, be it to attend conferences, take an online course, or semi-regular internal workshops taught by external experts. When I worked for Fleischmann Hillard, there was quarterly professional development in the form of business development coaching, writing skills, and more. They always relied on internal experts for most things, but it also occasionally brought in experts. I remember taking Ann Wiley's writing classes back in the day. She still teaches them and still gets rave reviews. But when you work for a smaller organization, are the boss or are a solopreneur, the professional development budgets are often zilch, zero, nada, none, no, comprendo, doesn't exist. So you have to get creative in how you'll stay up to date on the latest trends and industry developments improve your skills, and make sure you're always learning. And that's what we're talking about today in this episode of the Spin Sucks Podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks Podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. So, professional development. You know it's important, but it can also be time-consuming and expensive. My very first boss after I graduated from college would sit at her desk every morning and read. It used to make us all crazy mad. We didn't get paid to read. Why did she get to? It wasn't until I had some experience under my belt that I realized that all the reading she did benefited our clients in huge ways. She knew everything about everything, and she always had crazy creative ideas that weren't the same as what everyone else was doing. That's one example of the benefits of professional development, even as small as reading trade magazines, the newspaper, or business books. But what are the costs of not doing it? Well, for one, your competition will eat your lunch over and over again. And maybe that's okay with you. It's not for me, but I'm also highly competitive. But in business, the goal is to always stay ahead, maintain or grow market share, and continue to grow. It's impossible for you to help an organization do that if you aren't growing. Not to bring politics into this discussion, but I'm totally going to bring politics into this discussion. One of the things that drives me batty and truly makes people look ignorant is when they spout off about how so-and-so politician is evil, but they can't tell you why. I'm totally cool with you having opinions that differ than mine, and I'd really love to hear them. But you have to be able to tell me what they are, and saying because she or he is, is not a reason. The same goes in business. If you are with an executive or a client and they ask you about something happening in the news and you can't answer them intelligently, that does not bode well for you. At the very least, swipe right on your iPhone each morning and read the day's news. 
that's the start of your professional development journey. And if you're on an Android, I apologize. I just don't know how to get your daily news. I'm sure you can swipe right on the iPhone. (laughs) This past spring, I wrote about how to fit professional development into your life. And I'll link to the article in the show notes. In that article, I talked about how Benjamin Hardy, the author of Willpower Doesn't Work, recommends, among other things, that you spend 80% of your non-work time learning and improving yourself. That means while there are plenty of evenings and weekends we'd all love to Netflix and chill, it doesn't take much effort to read one chapter in a business book, and I'm happy to recommend a few, every day and let your reward be Netflix and chilling or just Netflix, or just chilling. And yes, I do know what that means. While that may not be totally possible in all cases, it highlights the importance of learning and expanding your abilities. Here are some other ways you can add in professional development during work hours. Number one, conferences. Conferences can be great opportunities to get a lot of learning into a short amount of time. If you're really good about taking what you learn and implementing it when you get back to the office versus keeping it all in your notebook and never going back to it. There are conferences for just about every aspect of marketing, communications, advertising, and beyond. Deciding which conferences are worth the time and investment can be a challenge. You have to figure out what your priorities are before deciding on the conference or conferences you'll attend. I can certainly give you a list of my favorites, but I'll do so after you decide on your priorities. Is it learning, networking, getting back to basics, adding a new skill set, hanging out with industry friends? That might just be one of my priorities. Andy, Christina, and I joke that the only time we see one another is when we leave Chicago, and we live a whopping three minutes away from one another. It's kind of ridiculous. If your priority is learning, you want to choose conferences with excellent speakers. Of course, you want to find the conferences that have industry influencers and the people you follow and respect, but also look for new voices. I was really impressed with the lineup at Content Jam in Chicago this year because it wasn't the same old voices. Sure, they had some of the more popular thinkers, but they also introduced some new ones. If that's important to you, find the conferences that fit your learning priorities. If it's networking, Look for conferences geared toward the type of person you want to network with and that are small enough to give you a chance to actually meet and connect with them. One of my favorite things about both Content Marketing World and Counselors Academy through PRSA is the ability to have hallway discussions. In fact, Joe Thornley, Martin Waxman, and I co-hosting Inside PR came out of a hallway discussion at a Counselors Academy spring conference many, many years ago. And while Content Marketing World isn't exactly small, the conference center where they host it is intimate enough that you'll see people you need to meet on the escalators and in the restrooms and mingling outside the breakout session rooms. There is always a cost-benefit question when it comes to conferences, so make sure you have clear goals for what you want to get out of the event and follow up on your networking and take action on what you learned from the talks and workshops. So that's conferences. Number two is online courses. Online courses are a fantastic way to get professional development, particularly when you want to learn something specific or do a deep dive into a larger topic. In terms of time and money investment, they're a great middle ground for most professionals. We're fans of online courses. We launched the Modern Blogging Masterclass nearly five years ago, and we've never looked back. From there, we added the content secret to closing more clients, then close more clients, which helps agency owners add passive income to their revenue streams, and then Agency Jumpstart, which helps agency owners exceed their goals, be it growth, adding staff, making more money, or just paying themselves a living wage. 
We're not the only online course provider, of course, and you can get online training either from individuals and organizations or through big platforms such as Linda, Coursera, and Masterclass. I'm a huge fan of Masterclass because I can combine my personal and professional development in one site. I can take writing from Malcolm Gladwell and cooking from Thomas Keller. You can, of course, take online courses around things that are specifically related to your work. And it's a good idea to make sure that you are well-rounded as a professional. Think speaking, presentation skills, researching, writing, technology, media production, graphics, video or photo editing, and more. It's not only the skills you personally use every day that you want to develop. Focus on anything that can help you communicate with clients and colleagues more effectively or the kind that inspires and motivates you. Sometimes you'll want professional development and support that's a little more hands-on or a little more hands-off. I'll be back in just a minute to tell you even more about those options. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. And coaching is number three on the list. So conferences, online courses, and now coaching. Coaching is the powerhouse when it comes to professional development. It's personal, and it's usually for a specific purpose, time frame, or outcome. About a year ago, my friend and popular executive leadership coach Ken Jacobs wrote an article for Spin Sucks about how coaching provides a massive return on investment, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Coaching is not just great for growth and adding new skill sets, it helps you make money too. And let's be real, most of us work to make money, so why not make it easier on yourself to do that? Early in my own agency's life, I hired a coach who taught me the basics of running a P&L. To this day, I'm mad at myself for not getting more on the job experience with that side of running an agency. So it cost me a lot of time and money to figure it out. Ugh. But Brad Ferris was amazing in teaching me what I needed to learn. Then, as I started to add employees, Randy Hall taught me what I needed to know about leadership. Most of the tools he gave me, I still use today. He also helped me break some very bad habits I learned from working for poor managers. Then Danny Eine taught me how to let go of perfection and just launch online courses as beta products to see what happened. He was integral in everything you see that comes out of Spin Sucks today. 
I've worked with Vistage and YPO. I've hired coaches for very specific reasons and coaches for more broad counsel. Every one of those experiences has helped us get where we are today and will continue to help us grow. Of course, individual coaching can also be the most expensive professional development you can give yourself because it's one-on-one and it's not in the cards at all times for all professionals. Happily, there are other ways to keep your skills sharp and your body of knowledge growing, which brings us to number four, books and independent study. Not all professional development has to be expensive or intense. Today, the number of books, blogs, and free webinars and courses are widely available on pretty much every topic you can imagine. If you're going to go the independent professional development route and use books and free resources for your learning, consider adding structure to your study. Reading for work is something that's often really easy to put off. You can always get to it later and then later happens and you realize your to read pile is gigantic and it's overwhelming and you just don't do it. So here are some strategies to make sure you're taking advantage of it instead. Set aside work time for work-related study. How you do this depends on you and what fits into your life. The moment we say, oh, I have an entire book to read, the longer it sits on your desk or nightstand. But if you break it up, like I mentioned earlier, one chapter every morning or one chapter before you leave the work at the end of the day, and your reward is that you get to watch Netflix or listen to a podcast or drink wine or whatever it happens to be. After about 10 days, you'll have read an entire business book and your life will have changed for the better. We have a client who has a monthly book club in her agency. They take turns deciding on which book to read. This month, it's The Art of Client Service, and they spend the team meeting discussing it. There isn't another meeting they have to add. They've worked it into their already existing schedule. And they have a month to get through each book. Use the learning you do to help train your colleagues or make changes to how you work. If you want to learn and apply something specific from each book you read, then going into it with the mindset that you will learn at least one thing means you will. I do that with breakout sessions at conferences too, by the way. If I can learn one to three new things from each session I attend, I consider it a win. And it's a major score if I can get one blog post out of each session I attend. If you have a workbook club, provide reading notes or a summary to your team. Or if you're on your own, make specific changes or try new activities based on what you learn. This takes reading from being passive to action-oriented, which can help with motivation. For example, if you're reading Atomic Habits, decide at the beginning that there's a specific habit that you want to change and work along with the content of the book to do exactly that. In my own agency and at SpinSucks, I kind of consider my team pretty darn lucky. They get to have all of the training we provide the communications industry for free. They get to take all of the courses, attend all of the group coaching, get instant review of their homework, And best of all, have access to our coaches, their content, and their brains. It's professional development on steroids for them. I've experienced all levels of professional development through my career, from watching my boss read every morning and use that knowledge to help our clients through one-on-one coaching with some of the best business coaches out there. Combine that with the experience of providing professional development, and there are a few things I know will help you in your own journey. Number one. You need someone to hold you accountable. If you're doing self-study, ask a colleague or friend to hold you accountable to the work and the results, or look for group coaching if one-on-one coaching isn't in the budget. Number two, having homework and someone to send it into for review will enhance your learning experience. 
That may be through an online course, or you could also do the exercises found in many business books and ask a friend or colleague to look it over for you. And number three, have a goal. If it's wanting to learn one to three things from every breakout session you attend at a conference, writing a blog post from a book you read, or using what you learned to unstick an idea at work, have a reason why you're doing the professional development. I have a six-year-old, and I often marvel at how she loves, loves, loves learning. She is constantly saying to us, did you know? (laughs) And we laugh, because of course we did, but it's amazing to watch. Adopt that same attitude to your own professional development. Not only will you stay ahead of trends, evolve your career, help everyone around you, you might even inspire a colleague or peer. Thanks for joining me this week. I'd love to know what your favorite professional development methods, tools, and ideas are. If you're not already part of the largest and most engaged communications community on the internet, join us for free at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 